This podcast is sponsored by Agroplante. Imagination, innovation, science in action. Get ready for the 2023 Crop Consultant Conference in Visalia, California on September 27th and 28th, hosted by Progressive Crop Consultant Magazine and Western Region Certified Crop Advisors. This two-day event will feature a combined 44 hours of live and online continuing education units for attendees in the heart of California, a trade show, first-class dining, entertainment, and a mixer. Come join CCAs, PCAs, growers, and industry professionals at the Visalia Convention Center to hear from researchers and colleagues on the latest in agriculture. Registration is now open at progressivecrop.com conference. As a disclaimer, views expressed in interviews are solely those of the individuals and do not necessarily represent those of my ag life, JCS Marketing, and its employees. Welcome to My Ag Life, where we cover your world in agriculture. This podcast is powered by the top publications in the industry, West Coast Nut, Progressive Crop Consultant, and Organic Farmer Magazine. Here is your host, Taylor Chalstrom. Hi, welcome to My Ag Life. Today we're talking with Nutrients Director of Agronomy, Carl Wyant, about the concept of outsmarting your fertilizer competition to improve nutrient uptake for crops. Welcome back to the show, Carl. Uh, thank you for having me. That's great to have you here. Carl, can you start off by explaining this concept of nutrient use efficiency and why it's important uh, in modern day agriculture? Yeah, so this, this concept of nutrient use efficiency, there's several different ways to identify it and ways to measure it. And that's really more of an academic argument. But if you think about it, just on your farm, in an ideal world, 100% of the nutrients that are in your fertilizer plan would get into the crop and you would be able to use them to drive growth and drive yield. But as we'll talk about on this podcast, there's several com- competitors or, or sources of competition for that efficiency that slowly kind of chip away at your ability to get the fertilizer into the crop. So we can uh, we can look at nutrient use. Uh, let, me, let me pause if you can edit this out. Sure. We can look at fertilizer use efficiency or, or nutrient use efficiency in terms of ranges. So yeah, an ideal world, 100% is really what we want. But in an ideal world uh, for things like nitrogen, we have a range of 30 to 70%. So of all your nitrogen fertilizer you put out, only 30 to 70% is actually getting into the crop and the rest is, is either left in the soil or moves off site and runoff or, or leaching. Uh, for this podcast, we'll be talking about phosphorus, which has a, a use efficiency range of five to 30%. It's very, very low for reasons we'll talk about today. And then we have potassium, which is slightly higher, 30 to 60% use efficiency. So our industry's goal is always to push those nutrient use efficiencies higher, get the fertilizer and nutrients into the crop where it belongs, and keep it out of the environment or, or waste, you know, we don't want to waste the grower's dollar for fertilizer with, with, with poor efficiencies. Certainly. And we'll be talking about outsmarting competition for these two particular nutrients. And so can you actually explain, this is a quote from you. Can you explain what you mean when you say that they're 
uh, are various sources of competition that exist um, that prevent plant nutrient uptake and lead to fertilizer efficiency. Can you can you explain what that means? Yeah, so like I said earlier, in an ideal world, a perfect world, if you will, 100% of your applied fertilizer would get into the crop, whether it's phosphorus or potassium. Your competition are the elements that are unique to phosphorus or unique to potassium. The competition are those forces that, 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 tickle, that eat away at those efficiencies that start dropping your efficiency. And it could be a soil chemistry, soil pH, certain types of clays in your soil. Uh, we'll, we'll get into those details, but the competition is the stuff that reduces your efficiency. And, and it's, those are the things we're gonna try to outsmart. How do we get around these forces and, and make sure that we can keep those fertilizer use efficiencies high. And Carl, let's talk in the context of phosphorus here to, to start off on these two nutrients. What, what do you often see growers battling with when it comes to usage efficiency for phosphorus, some of those issues? Yeah, phosphorus is, is, is notorious for its low uh, fertilizer use efficiency or nutrient use efficiency uh, between that five and 30% range. And this is one reason because of this is because phosphorus is so reactive in the soil. It loves to make friends with other elements in the soil. And it's also impacted its availability by uh, slow diffusion rates. So when the soil gets cold, that phosphorus actually has a hard time getting into the crop, which can decrease your, your efficiency. Uh, there's, if you apply too much of other materials, too much gypsum, too much uh, soluble calcium, and other things, you can actually bind up your phosphorus uh, and reduces the efficiency. That's called a mineral antagonism. Uh, the one that we really run into out west is the soil pH issue. Uh, phosphorus availability, if you look at the chart that's in the, the article here, uh, phosphorus availability peaks between six and seven on the pH scale. Unfortunately for us out west, our pHs tend to be, you know, seven and a half upwards into the eights. And that's where we really have some struggles with just availability. And that's because in, in these higher pH soils, a lot of your phosphate is binding with calcium that's in the soil. We also have soils with high calcium levels. Those calcium and, and phosphate ions are coming together. They're forming the same minerals that make up your teeth and your bones. That's a mineral called apatite. And that apatite is extremely insoluble. It won't dissolve and your plants can't take it up. So that's, that's a big, uh, that soil pH drives all those chemistry reactions and that, that can be a big challenge. Uh, in other systems, you have challenges with runoff and erosion where uh, on these, these hilly farms that are you know, in the Midwest, they get lots of rain. You know, they can lose lots of their phosphorus just from it flowing uh, as it's bound to soil sediments, flowing off the farm into the gullies and off, uh, and off the farm. Uh, and it goes elsewhere. So that could be a challenge with efficiency. And then one piece that's uh, just to kind of tie it to the lab, uh, a lot of growers love soil samples. They use those soil samples to identify some of these competitors like pH, uh, things like that. But one of the challenges with phosphorus is that depending on where you are and depending on your soil pH, there's a certain kind of phosphorus test you should be getting, an Olsen test, a Bray test, or a Malik test. And so if you don't match the test to your local soil pH, you're going to get some bad information. So I called the, the bad recommendation 
uh, for what to do you know, with your fertilizer program, that's a source of your efficiency because you can either apply too low or way too high depending on the mismatch of your soil's actual soil conditions to the way you're analyzing your phosphorus. We're going to be right back after a word from our sponsors. Agroplante is the leading manufacturer in specialty products. Agroplante formulates products that rise to the challenge of today's growing conditions. Saline and sodic soils reduce crop yield and cause significant crop losses. Agroplante developed Cation EX5 Plus with growers in mind to manage soil salinity. With multiple years of research, Cation EX5 Plus has proven to be an excellent source of calcium and an effective soil salinity manager. Run it through drip irrigation without any issues. Simplify your application method with innovative and efficient formulations. Alleviate salinity stress with Cat Ion EX5 Plus. Agroplante, imagination, innovation, science in action. Hi, we're back talking with Nutrients Director of Agronomy, Carl Wyant, about the concept of outsmarting your fertilizer competition to improve nutrient uptake for crops. So Carl, we just covered phosphorus, a big one, uh, but now let's discuss potassium, another big one. Uh, so what quote-unquote competition do you see here typically uh, in terms of things like tie-up, fixation, leaching, etc.? Yeah, so in, uh, in, with regards to potassium, your efficiency tends to be a little higher. Uh, if, if phosphorus nutrient use efficiency or fertilizer use efficiency is between 5 and 30%, potassium is between 30 and 60%. So you can get a lot more out of potassium relative to the phosphorus but you still have competitors, right? You still want to be pushing that use efficiency up as high as you can, but you have some different competitors. Uh, these ones are, are, are a lot more tied to the soil conditions. Uh, one of those uh, really big ones is, um, is tied up by clays. There's certain soil clays that are hungry for potassium and they'll actually hold on to the, to the potassium ions and they'll hold on to it so tightly that those, those ions can now not, from your fertilizer program, can now not uh, get used by the plant. So that tie up by the clays, holding onto them for too long, uh, maybe you miss that peak, that peak uh, potassium demand that you're trying to hit because those clays are binding them up. In a very uh, California example, potassium fixation is, is, can be a big deal. And these are tied to certain types of soils of a certain age and a certain texture, uh, which is the percentage of sand, silt, and clay in, in the soil. Um, and they also are derived from granite or igneous parent material. So I've just listed off a whole bunch of check boxes that need to be checked to be a potassium fixing soil. But in the areas that have these, these challenges, the potassium can actually be pulled into some of these clays into these little inner layers, kind of like the filling of a, of a sandwich. And they can be pulled into these, these inner layers and held on and really removed from that, that plant availability uh, pool that you're, you're trying to keep uh, optimized. And, and the, some of these K fixation or potassium fixation forces are so strong that it takes you know, thousands of pounds of potassium fertilizer in order to saturate all those little sandwich layers and make sure that you can fill the sandwich layers and then move on from having potassium fixing soils and, 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 uh, and actually supply the crop. So it's a big challenge in certain areas, very specific geological and soil conditions have to be, have to be met in order to have those, those K fixing areas. 
but they're certainly out there and it's certainly a struggle for some growers across the uh, Central Valley. Uh, one piece that I am uh, have been exposed to a lot in my agronomy career is sodium antagonism. When you have too much sodium in your soil, it can actually start to interfere with your crop's ability to, to pull in potassium you know, from the soil. It, it messes up some of those biological absorption pathways. But another sort of a double whammy here is that too much sodium can actually force potassium leakage out of the plant. So you're actually losing potassium. You can't pull it in. You're also leaking it. Uh, it doesn't take much when you have a sodium in your system to start driving an, an induced uh, potassium deficiency. I'll go into uh, two final points here on your competition, and, and it's due to, to, to water too much water on very sandy soils, and it's usually on irrigated ground, you can actually leach the potassium out of the soil. And I'm talking about these soils that are, that are unique, that kind of look like you're at the, the sand dune, uh, very low organic matter, very, uh, very coarse soils that can leach those, those potassiums out. So you can cause a deficiency over time with too much leaching. On the other end where you don't have enough water, uh, there is a, a pathway for potassium uptake that is involved with what's called mass flow or the movement of water through the soil into the plant. If your soils get really dry, you can stop that mechanism, stop that flow of water into the, into the plant or, or slow it down. And you can actually have a drought induced deficiency for potassium. With all that being said, Carl, how can a grower actually go about outsmarting all of this competition, I mean, there's so many factors in play here um, with their plants, nutrients, and really minimize these impacts. I mean, where do they even begin? Yeah, so one piece is is you know measuring it. How much crop are you putting at, getting on your you know on your plan on your field or production plan relative to how much phosphorus or potassium are you putting out? So if you can start measuring that, you know, crop produced per pound of, of fertilizer. You can see if your if your plans are improving over time. Am I pushing up that efficiency over time? And that's a great way to kind of keep track of things. But a good way to start just to see who's the competition, and that's that involves taking a soil sample, understanding the soil's pH and some of the clays that are in in in, in the soil, uh, understanding some of these you know, levels of say sodium if you're trying to get around some some sodium and potassium antagonism. Um, and then understanding, you know, if you, if you suspect potassium fixation, you know, actually pulling a, a USGS geological map, looking at your soils bedrock and, and saying, oh, I, I might have these, these specific lists of conditions that drive potassium issues uh, with fixation and, and start to work around them. One last thing, Carl, um, I want to know how a, a certified crop advisor um, along with really just sound recommendations in general, can can play into not only identifying but also fighting this competition for growers. You know, how can they really get those those right recommendations there? Yeah, certified crop advisor can be an invaluable partner for helping to sift through that data that I just mentioned, help interpret the the soil pH, how it relates to phosphorus ability, work through some of the antagonisms, whether it's for a phosphate calcium antagonism or a or sodium potassium antagonism that we talked about. Uh, it can help interpret some of these geological maps uh, if you need that. And then that, that certified crop advisor can help you, you know, keep track of, of, are you improving the uptake of your, of your nutrients over time? And uh, just make sure you're, you're, you're getting it all, all squared away and, and, and identifying who on my field, this specific field 
are my biggest competitors and, and how can I work around uh, those, the competition to keep increasing my nutrient or fertilizer use efficiency. Perfect. Well, great stuff, Carl. And thank you for summarizing a, a very complex issue in the way that you did. As always, we appreciate you being here today. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. This is Taylor with My Ag Life signing off. Thank you for listening. Subscribe for updates, exclusive content, and more at myaglife.com.